Hello and welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, a weekly dive into ways in which we can live a calmer, more creative and empowered life on our own terms. I'm Kate Taylor, Creativity and Empowerment Coach, and I'm on a mission to help us live an embodied life full of creative expression through my blended melting pot of goodness I call Practical Magic. Thank you for joining me on the Practical Magic podcast today. I'm going to be in conversation with Claire Baker, who's a woman's coach, and Claire teaches self-care and creative rekindling, and how we can live a life aligned with a menstrual cycle, being kind to ourselves and to the world, because Claire believes in less stress and more flow and dark chocolate, and knows that working with our natural rhythms is the missing key when it comes to women's wellness. We've got so much to share, so much wisdom, so much juicy wisdom today. We're going to be talking about how the menstrual cycle is based around the four seasons in the same way that our seasons are, spring, summer, autumn, winter, how you can raise your menstrual cycle awareness using four phases of spiritual, mental, and emotional, and physical well-being and why the autumn phase particularly is so important for insight and awareness and how we can bring simple and practical ways to work with your cycle to increase your creativity and understanding of yourself. So welcome to the Practical Magic Podcast, Claire. It's so lovely to have you here. Now, I've been following your work for a while and I saw you talking at our lovely friend, Laura Jane Williams event, Superlatively Live uh, a couple of months ago. And I think your talk was the one which it really got everybody's imagination going and it was very interactive in terms of how we talk about our cycles and our period. So I wondered before we get into what we're going to be talking about today in more detail, which is about um, living by your cycles and optimizing your creative energy, whether you could tell us a little bit, uh, give us a background as to why you do what you do. Mm, Great question. Well, I never would have dreamed that I would be doing the work that I'm doing now. Uh, So, you know, 10 years ago, I to go right back, started taking the contraceptive pill when I was um, 15, 16 years old and didn't come off it until I was 26. And I call the sort of 25, 26 years of my life, it was like this mid quarter life crisis, sorry, that I that I went through where I suddenly I just started changing all of the these things in my life. I stopped binge drinking and was just questioning the people I was spending time with and the food I was putting in my body and toxins and you know, going on this like discovery of self. And I just felt really weird about taking this little pill every day. All of a sudden I'd taken it unconsciously for 10 years and never really thought anything about it. And then it just felt wrong. So I I stopped taking the pill and everything, (laughs) everything changed in my life. I, I felt this clarity within myself that I just hadn't felt ever. And um, it was like, I say, it's sort of like going from black and white TV to technicolor. I just having a natural cycle and ovulating for the first time in over a decade and experiencing these different phases of the menstrual cycle for the first time in my life was phenomenal. I just felt blown away by how different um, my body was physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, creatively, sexually, everything being off the pill. And so this was in 2012. Um, I had, 
<laughs> it wasn't all, yeah, it was a little bumpy re-entry for me into the world of having a natural cycle. I also had quite a few months. Um, it was an entire year, in fact, of not bleeding at all. I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. There was, there was some other issues that forced me to really pay attention to my reproductive health and to get to know my cycle and to understand how I could give my body the resources that it needed to do its job, to, to have a natural flowing rhythm. And uh, this work really began for me then as a personal journey. And uh, naturally then I was coaching women on health, um, qualified health and life coach. So I'm talking with women every day about their health and their life goals. And so everything I was learning about my own cycle and how I felt each day was so different how I felt week to week as I began to absorb and integrate that knowledge for myself it naturally then flowed into my conversations with women so when somebody would tell me that they were feeling really doubtful about their career or their relationship or they uh you know just, just like I throw everything in I'd ask them like well, what day of your cycle are you on and maybe start tracking that and seeing if that's a pattern and um, when somebody was criticizing themselves for being really social and extroverted one week, but then just wanting to sort of hibernate away from the world the next, again, I'd ask, well, like, are you noticing that that's actually more around this point in your cycle? And, and actually, that's really normal and natural to feel like that. And so as I fell into this information within myself, it just became so clear to me that it was essential really that this information was more widely available for women particularly in um, the industry that I was working in which was you know in the wellness industry I couldn't understand why we were relying on these fitness plans that give you like a seven day um, you know framework to round or why we were working in these really rigid um, routines when actually a woman's body moves in a, in a cyclical fashion, we don't move in straight lines. The, the female rhythm is, uh, is very different to the male rhythm. And so that's really where it began. And then it's evolved and evolved from there as I've uh, developed the work further with clients and, uh, and written a lot more about it and taught workshops and retreats. It continues to evolve because menstruation um the conversation around menstruation is happening more and more now people are becoming more period literate and it's quite cool to talk about periods but it's still very new and we're still learning more and more about the female body all of the time and so yeah it's a real joy to do this work because it is new and it's the work's constantly evolving and I'm always learning new things from the women that I work with but that's where it all began. Why it's taken so long for us to be period literate as you say and to be able to align our cycle our every day which is such a norm why it's taken so long for us to become aware of it and talk about it more and bring it more into our day to day. Because like you say, you know, no human being is is linear. We're not computers. We've, we've worked so long in a very linear way. And it kind of harks back to the days of the factory production and, and working the nine to five and then having to be on all the time. And yet, that's why we seem to be facing so much overwhelm, so much burnout, so much high anxiety, distraction, social media, all these things come in and they distract us from the natural elements of ourselves. So why why are we more period literate now? And, and why do you think that's so important right now? My first response is to say it's it's this feminine energy with a capital F that is in men and women. It's male and female. It's within, within all of us that's rising. It's this 
is this recognition that oh this way of working hasn't actually hasn't actually got much of a lifespan anymore this burn this burning out this rigidity and these huge expectations upon ourselves this doesn't actually work this is actually going to lead to burnout this isn't sustainable and recognizing the values of feminine energy which is around sustainability and cyclical living and working together and taking time out and rest and pleasure and um, you know being in the in more in the joy of life and having finding more meaning in our work uh, I think that this is something we can see you know across all areas of, of society is we're beginning to recognize that we need to pay more attention to our earth we need to pay more attention to our bodies and to our health and even the you know current research that's coming out on sleep where we're really realizing now just how important sleep is we move in these cycles certainly there's the menstrual cycle but we move on a daily cycle we move through the seasons of the year we're cyclical beings like you say it's not it's all it's for all humans this work is for all humans and this feminine energy is within all of us and I I think my yeah my first response is to say that it is this awakening of that feminine energy um, in individuals but also in the collective and then naturally naturally then the menstrual cycle it comes into play and what was interesting to me is that the contraceptive pill played such a huge role in feminism in the 60s and in the 70s and it liberated women um it enabled them to make more choices around their sexuality and having a family and it was a wonderful it was a wonderful thing and it it was catalytic in the way that women could show up in the workplace and and for themselves and be independent but what's what i'm seeing now is that that's no longer working either and that actually women want to return back to the to the natural state of their body but they want to do it with the information and they want to do it with an understanding of how their body works and a reverence for their period and they they don't want to be told anymore that their menstrual cycle is a burden or to have to feel shameful about bleeding or like hiding tampons up their sleeve on the way to the bathroom or pads in the supermarket trolley you know like we've all done it we've all done it and and that has a life that has a lifespan as well. People are it's we're over that now. We want to feel good about our bodies. We want to feel good about being a woman. We want to feel good about ourselves and to feel truly empowered in the world. Our menstrual cycle and our periods, they have a huge role to play in that. So yeah, I think there's some of the reasons why we are seeing more and more really exciting conversation coming out around menstruation well it's the ultimate act of feminism actually isn't it to be able to say look this is the way a woman's body works we've got an understanding of how that works we can understand when we can be at our optimum and when we need to take time for ourselves which means that we're much more productive we're much more creative we can do things in the way that we want to do them and we can empower other people to do the same as so i wonder if you could um Explain, because when you did the talk with uh, at LJ's event, it was brilliant because, you know, you started off by saying, like you say, who's ever hidden their tampon up their sleeve? Who's been embarrassed to buy them in the shop? Whose boyfriends have been embarrassed? What do you call it? You know, and there's so much of this stigma around menstruation. And for me, I, you know, I have a stepdaughter, I have a stepson, and I'm really open with talking to them about it and anybody else who basically will listen and the kids kind of go oh no don't talk about it anymore I don't like it I don't like it. it's like but this is why we have to talk about it because there's nothing there's no stigma attached to it it is just the way that women's bodies work I wonder if you could share a bit more about what you shared in the talk Claire about 
getting to know our cycles, getting to be more literate around them and what that means from an everyday point of view? Of course. Well, first thing is with everything is always awareness and it's just paying attention really um what I love about this work is that you can start at any time you don't have to wait until your next period it's literally just a matter of figuring out where in the cycle you are so day one of your cycle is the first day of full flow bleeding right so it's not like a little spotting here or there it's when you really feel that first day of like oh yeah I'm bleeding great that's day one And that then begins, it ends one cycle and then it begins the next. So if you're not sure what day you're on today, what you can do is just go back and see, like, when did your last period begin? That's day one and just count forward from there. And just begin to start to track what day you're on and letting that be, you know, a mindfulness practice or a self-care practice, whatever you want to call it or frame it for yourself, menstrual cycle awareness, just coming every day and just checking in with yourself. Right, so what day am I on today? And how am I feeling? And I like to suggest the framework of using the four bodies. So checking in with your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. So physically, um, how are you feeling? Like, how's your energy today? Do you have any particular cravings? How's your digestion? Um, Mentally, like what kind of thoughts are you having? What's the quality or the quantity of those thoughts? Or how's your mental health today? And emotionally, you know, what are you feeling in your body today as do your emotions feel like they're quite up and down or do they feel quite stable today and spiritually you know how connected do you feel to yourself and to you know to the to something greater than yourself today or to the world or to nature or whatever spirituality means to you and just begin to start to track and what I hear over and over again from women and really this is the core idea of my work is that you will begin to see patterns and what I like to do is to use the framework of the seasons of the year to explain the cycle to people so not only will you start to track each day of your cycle and you might do that via a menstrual cycle tracking app you might use the notes app on your phone or maybe just notes in your journal whatever works for you there's no right or wrong way to track but it's just a matter of checking in every day and then start to use the lens of the seasons. so that first day of bleeding day one like I said that is your winter so that's like the winter outside where we just want to you know move a little slower be more introspective it's really about the relationship we have with ourselves. It's a more intuitive time. It could be quite a quite magical time for a lot of women, like quite a lot of insight can come through, but it's certainly a time of surrender and just, you know, being very gentle with ourselves. Then we move into the spring of the cycle, which is the pre-ovulatory phase. And this is the transition between menstruation and ovulation. So in this phase, our hormones are increasing in a linear fashion. We're, you know, building energy. The body is beginning to prepare for ovulation. And for some women, this feels really playful and wonderful as they move out of the period cave and they feel quite slim and light in their body and have lots of productive energy. Um, And for others, it can be more of a tender time and, uh, and can sometimes feel quite overwhelming because there's this like building energy in your body and it can actually feel a lot to to work with if you're not aware of it so that's the spring energy it's that blossoming we move then into the summer which is ovulation and so at ovulation our body is 
uh, releasing an egg in preparation for possible conception. And it's a very fertile time. And I mean that not only in terms of making a human, but also creatively, you know, it's quite juicy and uh, physically in our body where we're quite wet. There's, there's this like release of cervical mucus. We probably feel more turned on, more likely to want to connect with, yeah, to connect sexually or even to connect socially. It's definitely a time about being tuned was about our relationship with ourselves here in the summer on the opposite side of the cycle we have ovulation which is certainly about you know being with others and it's a very pleasurable for me it's quite an extroverted time it's it's lovely ovulation um, is lovely for some women though of course it it can also be quite overwhelming too. You've got this huge surge of energy and, you know, what are you going to do with it? Or perhaps you experience ovulation pain. So again, it's just tracking for you and figuring out like how do these seasons work for you? How do you feel in each of these seasons? And then we move into the fourth season, which is the premenstruum, probably the most misunderstood season of, of all. This is where if you experience PMS, PMT, or PMDD, or, you know, just any tension around this week before we bleed. For a lot of women, it can be a really tricky time. But this autumn is about letting go. So we have this peak in hormones at ovulation. And then we get this drop afterwards. If we haven't conceived, we then get this drop in estrogen. And we get this increase in progesterone. And they kind of do this sort of dance, I call it. We feel very different, likely, to how we felt two weeks ago, a week ago, when we know how to work with it and we can appreciate the value of slowing down and of coming back in towards ourselves, being more reflective and, and more discerning and enjoying the fact that, yeah, there's been this superwoman phase of ovulation and that's been great, but actually, you know, my value as a, as a human being isn't just in how I can serve others and be with others. Actually, it's quite nice to to do things my way and to retreat back into myself. For some women, they tell me they love their autumn now once they've begun to work with their cycle because it's like bullshit-free zone. They can really be themselves. They say it how it is and they like that like truth serum that they're basically handed at that time. And then the cycle begins again. So we move them through the the end of autumn and as hormones then come to a standstill they drop right down at the bottom of the end of the cycle and and we bleed and then the new cycle begins again there's so much wisdom in just in in that really simple way of looking at things isn't there because you can start planning what you're going to be doing in each quarter of your cycle you know so what are some of the things that maybe we might do in spring versus what we might do in autumn for example great question so things that I like to do in my spring are more I suppose more like more logical based things I feel less I suppose in my autumn I have a more of a up and down in my emotion I feel emotion quite strongly which is great for more creative projects or going to see a band or going to an art gallery I feel very perceptive and observant and quite emotionally connected in my autumn phase in that week before bleeding so that's when I would probably do you know more editing more reflecting but quite a keen eye and I really enjoy being surrounded by art and creative energy it doesn't really um, I don't feel that quite as much when I'm in my spring, but in my spring there's this logical energy where I'm better with spreadsheets, for example. Yeah, I have a bit of a budget, so, you know, things that I might feel quite emotionally triggered by sometimes in my autumn in my 
in my spring, I feel more inclined to do more of the ticking of the boxes, I suppose. There's definitely more of an energy of kind of getting things done. But there's also a playful side to the spring, which I've been embracing more over the past year. Sometimes I get too caught up in the productive nature of the of the inner spring because it feels great to get things done, of course, but actually there is a very sweet and playful energy there as well. So I've been trying to actually take more time away from the computer and go and do some handstands in the grass at the park, do, you know, some drawing or things that I like to do, like to do when I was younger, just more playful. Yeah, more playful practices as well, I think are important to remember. Something I see so often in women is that they go so hard out of the gates after menstruation, right? Because you've, you've taken some time out when you're bleeding, or maybe you've just felt a little slower. And then it gets so exciting when spring hits, and you've got this big list of things you want to get done, because you know, you'll be a bit more productive in that week, but then end up, you know, inevitably burning themselves out before they get to ovulation because they've just gone a bit too hard too fast so it's important to remember that both the spring and the autumn are transition seasons and so in in the spring we're transitioning up to ovulation and in the autumn we're transitioning down to menstruation so I guess it's important to think of the spring as like a waxing so what kinds of activities you know help you to feel like you're growing or building up to something so just beginning to make first steps on a project or playfully experimenting with a new idea or just pushing yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone but you don't necessarily have to be you know going gung-ho in your spring at all and then in your autumn how can you begin to then tie up some of the loose ends um, maybe around the house or in your business and just beginning to wane down just letting your energy then come back down so you're not getting to the gates of menstruation you know absolutely zonked because you've pushed yourself all month long so both of those seasons are transition seasons one's waxing and the other one's waning oh I love that because it's yeah, I, I love how it's so tied into all this nature around us as well you know it's tied in as you say the waxing and waning is like the waxing and waning of the moon and that light you know it's almost like when we're in full ovulation we're in the sunlight we're in that time which is the time to make hay almost if you like and and the light that goes around as you get into your premenstrum and your menstruum is that that time spent in more of the darkness time to create mm. time to get into your shadow as well and learn so much more about yourself from an introspective point of view too so it's beautiful how this all comes together like you say in that feminine alien in learning so much more about the cyclical nature of nature around us and within us as well what um because it's it's really fascinating about talking about these transition phases and the one thing that I really remember you talking about because obviously since seeing your talk I've become so much more aware I track anyway because um I I, I need to know where my hormones kind of are because when I'm in premenstruum especially as now I'm getting older it might can get a lot worse from a mental health point of view and I remember one of the things that you said really clearly was when you're in premenstruum sometimes it can feel like you want to change your shit up you want to change the world because something's not working out for you and you said always bleed on it I love that so can you explain a bit more about what the menstrual element of our phase can do from us from a point of view of not throwing everything out in the premenstrual phase and what we've got to learn from our, our bleed time. Yes, this is something I get asked a lot is 
somebody will say to me, I feel often like I just want to throw everything away in my autumn. I want to quit my job. I want to divorce my partner. I just, I'm done. I'm out. I just want to burn it, everything down. And that's great, actually, because as women, we're not often taught that that's okay to have those feelings of, of rage and frustration and disappointment and um, to really feel them and so what that autumn phase does is that it allows us to step into the shadow like you said Kate it is it's it is shadow work there and um, that way actually and so I really invite you to explore that and to use your autumn phase to investigate if, if any of that, that resonates with you by all means go there and explore it in your autumn yeah it's like a, we hold a big mirror up to our lives often in that phase and what I'm then asked is okay I'm getting this insight coming through that something isn't working I want to change it but do I you know it feels quite drastic a lot of these things that I want to change feel really big and yeah, I, my suggestion is, is to bleed on it and to use your next bleed. So say there's something that's coming up for you in your autumn and it's really frustrating you, write it down. So I often suggest to clients that they create an autumn list. And this is where you write down all of the things that piss you off, that come up in your autumn. Once your, you know, the peak of estrogen has, has begun to decline, suddenly you might realize that you're less patient than you were a week before. And that's great. Good. Write these things down. Write down what pisses you off. Let it be there and, and see it, you know, and, and really say it out loud. But you don't have to place any pressure on yourself to do anything about it just yet. Use your next bleed as a, a truly an embodied release. You know, you're literally releasing the past month. Every single time we bleed, we're releasing the uterine contents from, from the month before. So you're releasing so much emotion. You're releasing so much stress. You're releasing truly a lot of the experiences that you've had. And so if you set the intention to go into that bleed, like, right, I'm going to bleed on this. I'm going to let go. I'm going to ask for clarity to come in. So be quite intentional as you go into it. This is something I'd like more clarity on. I'd like to, I'd like to really know not only how I truly feel about this part of my life, but, but even like, what are my next steps? I mean, I've had very clear instruction come through when I've I've had my period about particular decisions I've needed to make. Um, but that comes when we create the space. It comes for it. It comes when we rest. Uh, we really honour our bleed. And, and that can be as simple as just taking, you know, 10 minutes a day when we have our period to just do a little bit of journaling or maybe some meditation. We'll just dim the lights a little and, and light some candles and just move a little slower and be more connected to ourselves. Or maybe for some women listening, it's, um, you know, it's dancing slowly, like hands on your womb. It's speaking more positively about menstruation. It's just surrendering to your experience. And it's incredible what insights can come through when we bleed on it in that way. That's so good. And and I love what you're saying there about being intentional, you know, taking those learnings, taking everything that you need from your autumn phase and really going to town in the shadow of what what is coming up for you because shadow is so important you know we give it a bad rap we give all of this emotion this energy this anger whatever we're feeling a bad rap and try and push it away too quickly and then we're pushing it away from ourselves and we don't get that learning out of it do we so being intentional that's really beautiful about taking that into your your bleed phase and you mentioned about how when we look after ourselves in that kind of autumn phase it's also really good for us in terms of emotional physical mental health spiritual health 
in the bleed phase as well and being really mindful about going into that so how we need to look after the whole of our bodies too is really important isn't it so I'm interested to find out because we're becoming so much more literate on our bleed, on our menstrual cycle, but we're still in this very pervasive kind of masculine energy and maybe listeners are working in a workplace or whether you're working for yourself, you might be working with very masculine energy. Some critics might rally against this whole idea of of working by our cycles in say workplace or related to work. What would you say about how we can use more of cycle wisdom in a more masculine environment or in masculine energy? Well, yeah, the world is not currently set up for the cyclical woman, is it? We uh, we live in very masculine structures. And the first thing I always say to people when I'm asked this question is, to be gentle with yourself, to be so gentle with yourself um, and to recognize that we're not quite there yet. You know, I do believe that we are changing. As we said earlier, this feminine energy is certainly rising within all of us. We're becoming more aware of our need for it. But currently, uh, we don't live in a world that honors the cycle in in the way that we, you know, are creating. We're creating it, but we're not quite there yet. So to be gentle with yourself, really don't, don't criticize, you know, don't self-criticize when you can't show up in the way that you might really like to. So I know for a lot of people who work in corporate environment or even, you know, moms at home with children, of, of course, your ideal of how you might like to spend your time when you're bleeding uh, might be a certain way and, and your reality might not currently allow for that. So the most important thing is to just to be accepting of that and to not criticize yourself when and not compare you know the way that you are living by your cycle with the way that somebody else does we're all living within our own reality so to be soft and gentle with yourself of course things that I find really helpful is writing down in my diary so in my I use a pen to paper diary I'm old school like that writing down the day of my cycle in my calendar so again when I start on day one and I start to bleed I write down in red pen day one and then the next day in my calendar day two three four five six seven right up until my cycles around 27 to 30 days so I'll do that full cycle so I can see exactly where I'll be on say the 16th of that month so when somebody says to me you know Claire could you do uh you know an interview on this day and I see it's going to be on day two for example you know my answer is is going to likely be no, that's not going to quite work for me. Could we possibly arrange it for another time? And so while you still might have to show up to work every day and that's just a natural part of the your responsibility, are there certain things that you can you can negotiate? Are there certain things that you can, you know, manage in your calendar? Could you book networking meetings for your summer phase if you know that that's when you feel more extroverted and and more, you know, charismatic? Can you take some you know afternoons off when you know that you're going to be bleeding or in the the few days leading up to it if you know that that's when you're slower and you need to take a little bit more time out like what possibilities do you have and can you be a bit creative with that if you're more limited then of course things like taking an essential oil to work and just rubbing that between your hands and smelling it when you know you need to just slow down a minute and take some time for yourself taking a hot water bottle to work that's some of the things that I know my clients do and just keeping that on your belly. I've got another client who uses a stand-up desk when she's ovulating because she has so much more physical energy. But then when she's bleeding, she takes time to just sit down and um, and has you know a, a shawl that she'll bring to work and just wrap herself in that shawl because that feels like a, a small comfort that she can you know 
give herself, still showing up to work, still doing what she needs to do, but there's this comfort of this shawl and being at, at you know, in a seated position and then standing, like I said, when she's ovulating. So there might be different ways that you can show up and a different energy that you can hold yourself in according to each season while still, you know, of course, um, holding the responsibilities that you have. This is amazing practical advice. And I love this because it does make it so relatable. You know, so many people who may be critical of women and their their cycles and working by their cycles. This just means that it's really tangible, simple, practical ways in which you can work with your cycle, not trying to beat away from it because why would we? We're gonna we're learning so much more about ourselves and what makes us creative, what makes us productive, and what make, brings us home to ourselves. I just want to ask a question, Claire, because I I know this is um something which uh quite a lot of the listeners maybe um, want to know about but what happens because you said at the beginning this your whole this whole work as a menstruation and feminine coach came from the the fact that you came off of the pill and there'll be people who maybe have hormone injections contraceptive injections who are on contraceptives who maybe have had hysterectomies or like you say um, PCOS or other um, conditions which mean that they can't be so in line with their cycles how do you translate that work to those people Mm, of course yeah and these hormonal imbalances and uh, issues with 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 our cycles are only expected to increase actually and often I think it's tough it's really tough (laughs) it's always my first response is you know empathetic because it isn't easy so for somebody let's just give some examples who has say polycystic ovarian syndrome and whose cycle perhaps is is longer that's often what happens with somebody who has PCOS it's still the same process of charting and tracking and actually you know for anybody who's experiencing any cyclical issues menstrual cycle awareness is such a powerful tool to add to your to your self-care kit so it doesn't actually you don't need to have a 28 day cycle by any means to do this work or to work with the seasons in fact bringing more awareness to where you are it's it's only going to give you more information and so again just starting to track as you normally would and really getting to know practical advice I would give to anybody who has um particularly PCOS, is really getting to know when you're ovulating. So whether that's using a thermometer to track your temperature, whether that's using um, tests that you can get to track ovulation, but just or just checking in with your body and cervical mucus, just really get to know your cycle. So learning to understand when ovulation is, that's going to give you a really clear insight as to where the summer phase of your cycle is and then when your spring and your autumn sit alongside it. Because if you have a longer cycle, it's likely that your seasons won't be possibly as even, as equal, I should say, as somebody who has you know a 28 to 30 day cycle so really just getting to know your cycle beginning to see what foods or like lifestyle choices fitness regimes how just starting to track how the choices that you're making how might they be impacting um, on your cycle and when you're ovulating or when you're not those things are all really important to consider and for those yeah who are suffering with endometriosis or any cyclical imbalance where you're experiencing period pain Again, resting and taking as you know as much time out as you can for yourself to just really be soft and be gentle with yourself. These aren't replacements for any other hormonal 
support that you might already be undertaking with a holistic practitioner of course continue to do all of those things there are so many different options for people who are experiencing those uh, really you know really tough experiences of going through that intense period pain or pms or pm dd to just find a soft i just find a softness within yourself and a tenderness and and let your body slow down you know settle your nervous system come into a place of rest and surrender within yourself and just be so kind and and so gentle with yourself say no to other people if you need to implement the boundaries that you need to have really avoid pushing yourself at menstruation and certainly in the few days leading up to it as well so that your body can can do what it needs to do um, and yeah to replenish yourself as much as you can even if it is quite a painful and probably quite stressful time yeah thank you for that so it's really important that we're self with ourselves and I want to talk about that from the other way around because you hear more often or I'm hearing more often about women whose cycles may have stopped Um, women who may not have had a cycle for six months, a year, even more related to mental health challenges, to overwhelm, to anxiety, that the disconnection between the head and the body has meant that their cycles maybe have stopped. And that really does impact, doesn't it, women? So so what would you talk about from that way round where it may be that there's a disconnection going on and that's having an effect on our cycle? Yeah, your cycle is an incredible feedback tool. You know, it's a messenger from your body. We, um, any stress, any disconnect like you say trauma all of these things will show up very often in in the cycle even just the stress of traveling you know of just moving around a lot of um, issues in relationship certainly yeah around mental health and emotional health all of yeah your cycle will be probably one of the first key signs actually whether it is lengthening whether it's disappearing completely and experiencing amenorrhea whether it's finding you're experiencing more pain than normal, whether it's yeah, having more symptoms um, premenstrually. These, it's, these are messages from your body that something, that something isn't quite right and that it's trying to find homeostasis, as it always is, but that there may be support required, more resources required to find that equilibrium. Again, it's this awareness is, has to be the first thing always. So this is where the menstrual cycle awareness practice is it's essential when it comes to mental health and why it isn't you know fully integrated into our mental health systems yet I'm not sure because it's just so powerful when we can have this tool this framework to begin to understand ourselves and to begin to see right so I've my cycle has has completely changed it's vanished or it's lengthening or it's just something doesn't feel quite right like what's going on and then to be able to to chart back and to say, well, yeah, I had that, you know, I had that really stressful period here or I was going through this here or I experienced this trauma here or I've been navigating some really dark stuff here. This is this is really important information to then see, you know, what messages are coming through my body. So on a practical level, I would always suggest seeking support holistically. Um, I particularly love Chinese medicine. Other people are really into naturopathy. Finding somebody who you trust with this information about your body who can help you to build the resources required for your body to start to to find its own natural rhythm again. Those things are really important. Of course, emotional support through counselling, therapy, coaching. So often I see in clients who I work with who 
have experienced amenorrhea, they haven't been bleeding for a really long time, or they have experienced quite severe period pain quite suddenly, that's simply just a practice of bringing more attention to their cycle and, and just listening to to what their body is telling them through their menstrual cycle can it really help to alleviate symptoms and to help to return to their natural rhythm as well. Thank you so much for that, Claire, because I know that, you know, it can be such a worry for people. And I think all of this is really about removing that stigma, isn't it? You know, when we're much more in flow with ourselves and we've got this connection going on to what's going on from us from a a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual point of view, then we can make so much more sense of our maps of the world, can't we? And what we do with that around our cycles too. So I just want to thank you so much for all of the amazing um, wisdom that you've brought. What's going on next for you? Because you've got um, a course coming up, haven't you? An online course, is that right? I do. So I teach a few online courses throughout the year. The next one I'm teaching is called Radiate, Cyclical Self-Care for Awakening Women. And it's an eight-week course where we... We start off with the you know the basics of hormonal health and learning to understand the framework of the menstrual cycle and how to chart what to actually look for and how to really begin the process. Uh, we move then into each of the seasons and explore each phase in more detail and explore different self-care possibilities and options, um, ways to actually begin to implement this work. And uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful course and it's perfect for somebody who's at the very beginning of this journey or who has maybe been tracking for for a little while as well to just deepen not only um, with me as the teacher but also with a group of women to share stories because like I said this work is an evolution it's when no we're at the beginning here like we're just learning more and more all of the time and so I really see all of my courses as like a co-creation between everybody who's taking them and yeah the stories that are shared are the best so that's um, coming up in I'm running it in October amazing so what I'll do is I'll put a link up um, so that people can find out about the radiate course I'm going to sign myself up for that one as well now I always like to ask people what's their go-to track that relates to what they're doing but I know that you do some amazing playlists that go around the season so I wondered if you could give us a song that relate to spring (laughs) summer autumn and winter of your cycle uh, it's such a good question I love using music to connect with each phase of the cycle it's something I do all the time is the music that I listen to is related to wherever I am and again it's something you can just like pop in your, in your earphones on the way to work whatever season you're in and just reconnect I just find music is such a great way to do that um, so we'll start with winter a song for winter um, that I really like is it's quite I guess it, yeah this one is quite Banks I just love Banks so much and her song Goddess is is a song I listen to on my day one all of the time because I actually sometimes feel quite powerful when I'm when I'm bleeding. Um, so that goddess energy is something that I connect to when I'm, I'm bleeding. So goddess by Banks would be my winter song. Um, moving into spring, something really, really light and playful, I will go with Maggie Rogers, Alaska which is just light and playful and fun. And I really love that song. Um, For summer, anything by Beyonce. So just, yeah, queen, full queen energy, definitely. Um, (laughs) And then I would say for autumn, oh, God, it's you know, autumn you've got like that Lennis Morissette, really like fiery kind of, you know, you know, that like dynamic, like, yeah, power, very powerful 
sort of finger up to the rest of the world. Um, but then there's also a side to autumn that I quite enjoy listening to things that are a bit more like instrumental and quite slow and like quite moody too. Um, so anything like that as well. But I think Alanis is, Alanis is certainly my autumn go-to for sure. Amazing. And have you got links to your seasonal playlist I do, as well? yeah. I can, I can give those to you as well. That would be so good. So yeah, it, it just means that you have got anything that you can dip into anytime that you want to, I mean, I just love that because music is a language of emotion and it's a language of everything, isn't it? So it can change so much and it can help you really tune into what's going on for you um, in, in all of your cycles. So that's amazing. Darling, I want to say thank you so much. You've given us so much wisdom over the last 45 minutes. I think I'm going to be listening to this talk over and over and over and over again. So thank you so much for joining me on the Practical Magic Podcast. It's been a joy, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on this really fascinating talk with Claire Baker. I'm going to put all of the links and notes up onto the iTunes show page. So do go and have a look there. If you've enjoyed this conversation date, please do go and rate and review over on iTunes. It really does help us and makes us able to bring these conversations much more into people's ears and much more into their lives. So do go over there and just drop us a little note. I'm going to be back next week where I'm going to be talking more about cycles and how we can live in natural rhythms and flows with ourselves and just a quick one before I go it's the Practical Magic weekend this weekend in fact by the time this goes out I'll probably be heading down to the Isle of Wight there's still one place left if you want to get that if you're a last minute person and you want to jump on then just have a look over on the website at katedaylor.co and you can find the link to the weekend retreat there and also just to let you know Christmas is around the corner we're getting huge orders coming in for the practical magic activation deck now so if you want to give the gift in which people can activate their inner wisdom and become their own life coach then do head over to www.practicalmagicliving.com and you can find out ways in which you can give a gift that will keep going for the rest of the year ahead so until next week darling ones here's to celebrating your cycles